experienced a really trying and challenging season sometime last year and I'm not the kind of person who likes to talk about my struggles or you know talk about the things I need or the challenges that I'm facing because I, I, I just believe that it is better to give than to receive and so sometimes even when I'm running on empty I'm still that friend that wants to pour from my empty cup which in itself is pride because it suggests to people that you are fine even when you are not and that you have it all together even when you don't but that's not even the conversation for today I had one of those very challenging seasons and now let me just say that everyone goes through challenging season everyone has trying times everyone has tough days there are days when you just don't feel up to it there are days when it's as if all the odds are against you things are not adding up you know nothing is making sense everyone you have such days i have such days but in this particular season of my life in 2020 it was i think it's one of the most trying and challenging times that i've ever experienced and i think it's safe to say that i was almost slipping into depression now i do not like to use that word loosely because i don't know it's not to make fun of people or, or like to belittle people who are actually experiencing these things but i i i think that to an extent we many of us loosely threw around that word depression so you encounter a disappointment and you are sad from that disappointment you call it depression you have a bad day somebody poured dirty water on you as you were going out and all of a sudden your mood changes you call it depression so to an extent i feel like we misuse that word and the effect is that when people when people who are actually depressed admit that they are depressed we think because it's such a it's such a loose word it's a word that has been thrown around so much we don't take people who are actually going through these challenges as seriously as we should. So I'm very particular about using the word depression. But for this particular season of my life, I think that I, it's safe to say that I was depressed, very depressed. And because of the kind of person that I am, as I said earlier in this podcast, I'm not, I'm not the type to show my weaknesses that easily. I'm, I'm not the kind to speak about something that is bothering me until like my mom will say until my cup is full and i'm almost and i'm and i'm almost you know being being choked up by the entire thing it's just like when i'm sick i've, I've been that way since i was a child when i'm sick I, I have headache or 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 i'm feeling pain or whatever it might be i don't speak until i'm practically at the point where i'm bedridden and cannot move so if you don't if you don't take notes of if, if you don't pay close attention to me, you might not even realize that there's anything wrong with me. And I, I, I came into this season, this very difficult season of my life, and I have a best friend who, who is a sister to me, who prays for me, encourages me, who, who blesses me with her presence, with her words, and not just her, but there are people, there are friends stationed around my life in strategic places by the wisdom of God, who I know are, who, who I know have my, my best interest at heart. They, they have good intentions towards me. So I know that if I even reach out to these people, they will pray for me. If I reach out to these people, they will be there for me. But because I, I, because it was just difficult for me to reach out, I was suffering in silence and 
I was trying to manage my way out of it. <laughs> I was trying to manage my way through the season because one thing I knew was that it would pass, but it was taking longer than I, I had anticipated. It was taking longer than I had expected. So I was suffering in silence, just trying to manage my way through that season, trying to just be quiet through it all and not, not make noise about it, not disturb anybody with my own problems. You know, how silly. And this went on for more than a month. I would pray for people. Mighty things were happening through me. And that's, 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 the, that's the danger of all of this. Is, is that you think because this, this, this part is still okay, you can manage this other part that is not so okay. And you can continue to patch it up. As long as this part is working, you can continue to patch this other, this other part up. Um until i don't i don't even know i don't even know what what the intention is until it disappears doesn't work that way but i wasn't thinking this at the time so i was praying for people i was ministering and you know mighty things were happening by the grace of god mighty things were happening um through my ministry the holy spirit was helping us like we will say but I, I still was not okay. And you know, the crazy thing about all of this is that I couldn't even tell you why I was going through all of these things that I was going through. I, I couldn't exactly pinpoint what was wrong. I just, I just knew that I was in a season where it was like I forgot everything that God had said about me. So I, 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 I battled fierce thoughts of, you know, low self-esteem. I battled first thoughts of not being enough i was afraid about the future and it was like all of these all of these um insecurities that i had been trying to suppress were just gnawing at me like demons and just trying to choke life out of me but i still didn't say anything i i couldn't i could not say anything <laughs> not because i didn't have people around me but i think a part of me just wants to continue to uphold that image of the strong friend who never has a bad day who always has an encouraging word who never needs help and i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but that in itself is pride that in itself is pride because it suggests that you 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 always want to be seen in a light where it seems like you have it all together even if you don't it suggests that you always want to be seen in a light where you are perfect. Even if we all know that no one is. You don't want to be you don't want to be seen as that person with 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 issues, with the challenges. You you want you want it, it suggests you want to attain to a false height of perfection. Which is a which is not just a lie, but it's a dangerous place to be in. Because once that seed of pride starts to creep into your heart in, in, in whatever magnitude to whatever degree if you are not careful if God does not help you it can it can get out of control and in my case it nearly did but God had mercy on me and so one day I was just it, it was it was like my, my my head was swollen from all the fierce contentions and battles that I was I was facing and I remember vividly on this day I was on my way to the market and I decided to call my friend. I had been speaking to Lara, you know, Lara is the name of my best friend for those who don't know. 
I was I was I had been speaking to Lara before this time, but she she didn't really. She would ask me over and over, "Are you fine? Are you sure that you are fine? Is is something wrong? Is everything okay at home?" And I would say, "Yes, I'm doing well. I'm fine." I had been speaking to her before this time, but I had. I, I, I want to believe that she was picking up on what was happening to me. I was just not being honest about it. So this particular day, I just decided I can't do this by myself anymore. I, I, I had been praying and studying as much as I could at the time. But, it, you know, <laughs> we were not created to live this life in isolation. We were not created to do this life thing on our own. So even sometimes, now there are people who might disagree with this, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say that this is standard theology. But I, I would say, and I, I, I believe this to an extent, that sometimes God will be quiet because He wants you to, He wants to open your eyes to take note of the channels of encouragement that he has placed in your life so it's not like he's not speaking it's just he will not speak in the way that you expect because he wants you to listen to the manner in which he's speaking and i'll i'll explain some of us have have no no problems um hearing god through the word through dreams visions and all of these spectacular channels but because of this seed of pride in our hearts, sometimes we don't like, we want to be that friend who always gives advice but never receives it. <laughs> we want to be that friend who always has solutions to every problem, but never the one who has the problem. And so sometimes God will strip away that, that ridiculous mindset, that ridiculous uh, pedestal that we have in our hearts and he will not speak through dreams like you expect he will not speak through visions like you expect because he wants you to listen to the people that he has placed around you he 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 he's he's trying to send a message to you through your friends through your parents through pastors you know through through human channels but you're waiting for something spectacular so that you will not be seen as that friend who has to rely on someone else for strength so that you will not be seen as that friend who is weak and also needs help and i think that in that in that in that season of my life i wasn't i wasn't hearing god per se regarding the issues that were affecting my life because god was already trying to speak to me through the people that he had placed around me he was already trying to speak to speak to me through friends that he had positioned strategically. God makes no mistakes with the relationships that he brings into your life. He makes no mistakes with the friendships that he, he orchestrates in your life. So sometimes you are waiting to hear a voice like Samuel Head, my son, my son, my daughter, my daughter. And God says, no, listen to that friend. God says, no, talk to your pastor. He says, no, speak to this mentor about the situation. I have a word that I want to give you through this person. And I think that this is even, this is a wisdom that only God himself could have designed to teach us brokenness and to teach us dependence. It's a wisdom that God himself has fashioned so that we would not be, we would not be proud people. 
we will not be people who, who are self-sufficient, who have no need for others. Because even, even the Godhead is a fellowship. It is a trinity. Even the Godhead is a union of three persons in one. So if God believes in community, how much more we? If God believes in community, how much more us? So back to my story. I call my friend Lara and I just start to explain to her everything that has been happening. I was crying. I was just telling her that I'm at a point where I've forgotten everything that God said. I mean, I, I, I have forgotten the things that God has spoken about me. And so the, the voice of the enemy is, is, is becoming louder than the voice of grace. The voice of, of the devil was becoming louder than the voice of God's love and God's goodness. And I was saying to her, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting everything that God has said. I'm forgetting everything that God has spoken about me. I don't know, I don't know what is happening to me. I can't even pinpoint what is wrong exactly. Several things are happening at the same time. And I just broke down. <sighs> you know the funny thing? Even if my best friend had nothing encouraging to say to me that day, even if she had no word, no, no, no word of encouragement or no word of prayer for me that day, by just pouring out everything that I had that had been pent up in my heart, by just pouring out everything that I had been hoarding, everything that had I had been keeping inside, by just releasing it, by just finally letting go of all that weight, I felt I felt way better. It was it was like it was like I was finally releasing polluted water. You know, water that has been stinking, stagnant water that has been stinking for so long because it has not found a channel of release. That was exactly how I felt. And when I finally released all of these things that I had kept inside me, I felt free. I felt free. So even if she didn't have anything encouraging to tell me that day, for the mere fact that I had released everything that I was bottling inside, I was grateful. But she did have encouraging things to tell me. And all of a sudden, she started to remind me. I mean, conversations that I had with her about what God showed me and, you know, what God had said about my future, what God had said about my destiny, things that I told her months and years that, I, that even I had forgotten, Lara started to remind me. She started to remind me. She, she told me to not forget that this is a warfare and that the place that I am, is the exact place that the devil wants me to be. And so I would either give him the pleasure of remaining there or stand up and fight like the soldier that I am. My God, she talked and talked and talked to me. And more than just the words, I, I, could, I could sense that she was, impact, she was imparting love into me. She was imparting compassion into me. I, she was, this was a phone call. It wasn't, it wasn't a face-to-face -face conversation. But I felt so hugged. I felt so held. And I felt so seen. And after this whole experience, I, I took some time to reflect. And, and I asked myself, why did I go that long in pretense and hypocrisy? 
Because at the end of the day, I was trying to be the strong friend. But I was the person who was suffering in silence. I was the person who, who could have had help if I had asked earlier. Why was I silent? Why, why did I wait for it to, to, to get that bad? Why did I wait for, situ for the situation to become that terrible before I finally spoke out? Pride. <laughs> this thing called pride. This thing called pride. In my heart, I had all the right reasons. I had all the right reasons as to why I didn't want to burden anyone else with my issues or with my challenges. But deep down, I knew that there was this particular image that I wanted to uphold. This image of that friend who, 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 who doesn't need help. This image of that friend who has it all together. This image of that friend who has no trying times, no challenging times, who never gets sad, who never gets weak. And I know beyond every doubt that God in his mercy wanted to teach me brokenness. He wanted to teach me community. He wanted to teach me the power in community. He wanted to teach me the power in friendship, kingdom friendship, kingdom relationship. He wanted to teach me that firsthand. And I'm sharing this encounter because it was so powerful. I mean, I couldn't have understood it like this just by reading it in books. The reason why I advocate for community and accountability and just having friends. I've not, I've, note that I didn't say having acquaintances or people you know, people that you say hello, hi to. Because in this age and time, friendship seems to be such a, much like depression, such a loose word that is, is thrown around. So you meet someone in the market today and tomorrow you meet them again, they're automatically your friend. I don't know about you, but friendship has a way deeper meaning for me. I have people that I know and love, people that I respect. I have acquaintances that I honor and, you know, just celebrate what God is doing with their lives. But I wouldn't call them friends. I wouldn't call them friends because friendship has such a deep meaning for me. Friendship has such a deep meaning for me. So I believe that God wanted to teach me the power in friendship. Not, not, not the kind that is, that is thrown around, not the kind that is everywhere, not the kind that is random and, you know, has no, no, no intent, has no foundation, there's, there's no substance to the friendship, but the kind that is divinely orchestrated by him. He wanted to teach me the power in that. He wanted to teach me the power in vulnerability. Because sometimes we think that vulnerability is not spiritual. But it's the Bible that says, confess your sins one to another. I don't know why we think that vulnerability is not spiritual. That you know, when you, when you, when you confess to your brothers and your sisters that you are facing this challenge or facing that challenge or you're just going through a season that is not very pleasant, when you open up about your, your struggles or about an addiction that you are struggling with, it makes you less spiritual. Vulnerability is spiritual. 
Vulnerability is Christian. Vulnerability is Christian. Because the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. It says in the book of James, confess your sins one to another. Vulnerability is powerful. And I, I feel like we rob ourselves of the blessings that we should enjoy because we, 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 we want to have it all bottled up and continue to uphold that image of the strong friend who never needs help. But vulnerability is so powerful. It's so powerful. And one thing that I have promised myself is that I will never let, let it get to that point where it got to in that season, where I had it all bottled up, when I could have, when I could have easily released it earlier on. And, and, and received my freedom. Received my joy. I will never let it get to that point where <laughs> it, it seems as if just disappearing from the surface of the earth is a better option than being here. Because it was that terrible. It was that terrible. The contention was fierce. Words cannot even accurately explain what happened to me in that season but thank god that is over and done with and i learned my lesson and so i know that i will not go back to retake that class because what a lot of us do is that we try to patch things up and manage 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 our way out of seasons like i earlier said and we we have this false illusion that the season is over and finally we can move on but alas, just when you are thinking that, oh, the season is over, you meet it again in front. So you didn't learn that lesson. You, didn't, you did not learn that lesson. You didn't, you didn't pick up what you were supposed to pick up. And so that class is still waiting for you to repeat in front. Those lessons are still, you, because you must learn that lesson. That you can't, you, if, if, it, if, if it has to do with your spiritual growth, trust that there is no shortcut out of it. You will learn every lesson that you need to learn. You will take every class that you need to take. There are no double promotions in spiritual matters. There are no double promotions in spiritual matters. You will learn the lessons that you need to learn. You will learn the lessons you need to learn. So I thank God that I learned the lesson I was supposed to learn in that season. And that I'm finally done with that class by the grace of God. And so moving forward, I know how not to make the same mistakes that I made in that season. I have two things to leave you with. The first is that it's okay to be weak. Even Jesus, even Jesus needed a Simon to carry his cross at some point. Do you understand this? That even Jesus needed a Simon to carry his cross at some point. It is okay to be weak. It is okay to cry out for help. It is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to ask for help when you need it. Vulnerability is powerful. Honesty, transparency is powerful. And this brings me to my second point, which is what kind of support systems, it's actually a question, what kind of support systems have you set around you for the days of adversity? You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, 
that a friend loves at all times. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for the days of adversity. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for the days of adversity. Proverbs 27, 17 says that as iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. What kind of support systems have you stationed around you for the days of adversity? Because will these days come? Definitely. You can count on it. There will be highs and lows. Jesus had them. Paul had them. Abraham had them. The patriarchs had them. Men and women that we celebrate, the heroes of faith, had days of adversity. So they will come. But what kind of support systems have you, do you have to help in those days of adversity? Do you have a friend that you will call <laughs> and explain this is what is happening, this is what is happening? And the person's response is not just to tell you, my dear, your own is even small. If I tell you what, no, that's not a support system. It's not a, it's not a suffering competition. It's not an affliction competition. Do you have a friend that even if they don't know the right words to say, do you, do you have friends like that? That even if they don't have the right words to say, they can listen and they can pray. Because even in my group of friends, I don't always have the right words. But I will do what I can, which is to listen and to pray. And if I do what I can, God will do what he can. So do you have friends who can listen and can pray? Even when they don't have the right words to say. Even, even, even when they don't, they don't know how to start weaving it all together for you. Do you have a support system like that? People who you can call and say, I'm forgetting the things that God has said about me. And they will begin to remind you. They will call you what God has called you. The Bible says that two are better than one. If one falls, the other can help that one up. You shouldn't walk alone. You should not walk alone. You should not walk alone. Who are you traveling with? Do you have friends like this? Are you this type of friend to someone else? Because that's a very important question. Are you also this type of friend? Are you that friend that someone can call and say, I'm not having such a good day? And you just begin to prophesy the word of God over their lives. You might not have the solution to their problems per se but you have the word of God and the word of God has the solution yes it does the word of God has the solution you start by applying it you start by confessing what God has said you start by praying for wisdom praying for light and just as you begin to confess just as you begin to soak Soak in, in, in the power of the word of God. The answers begin to birth in your spirit and become crystallized in your mind. Are you this type of friend to someone else? And do you have this type of support systems in your life? 
this is just what I thought to drop with you today. Reevaluate the systems that are around you. Reevaluate your support systems. If you don't have a brother who can stand for you in the days of adversity when you cannot stand for yourself. It, it is such you are in such a dangerous place and you're in such a sad place. And I'm just praying for you right now that God will just begin to bring these kinds of friendships and these kinds of relationships into your life. Friends who will love you at all times and brothers who will be there in the days of adversity, sisters who will be there in the days of adversity. May he just begin to orchestrate this kind of divine relationships. May he just begin to, to plant them in strategic places in your life. Because we're not supposed to do this alone. We're not supposed to do this alone. Thank you, God, for this person that is on the other side. I bless you for their lives. I thank you for the good work that you started. I thank you because you will bring it to perfection. For anyone who is going through a tough time right now, who is going through a face of sadness or even depression, Lord, that you will meet them at the very point of their needs and you will bring them out of whatever darkness they are in right now. You will bring them out of whatever place of despair that they are in right now. God, that you just overwhelm them with your love and your presence. May they not feel alone. May they not feel alone in the name of Jesus. May they not feel alone in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We love you so much. We pledge allegiance to you all of our days. May your name be glorified now and forever. Amen.